You're listening to the Co-op Book Podcast. I'd like to welcome Mark Tedeschi to the Co-op Chat. Hello, Mark. Hi, glad to be here. Now, we're speaking at the St Albans Writers' Festival, so uh, we're all in the country and very lovely surroundings. Now, many people have heard of Mark in his, I suppose, main main gig as the Crown Prosecutor, QC, but he's also a very well-known photographer and an author, which is why we're here. It's, this is your... This is my second true crime book. The first one, Eugenia, was published in 2012, and my second one, Kidnapped, is about to be published in November. Now, we will talk about kidnap, but my first obvious question is, especially with all the high-profile you know, cases and things that you've been involved with, how do you manage time to do a bit of photography and write books? Well, it's important for my sanity to do other things, and I do enjoy writing and I very much enjoy photography. So it's important to have other things in your life to focus on and... I find that particularly when when we're on holidays, when we go overseas, um, I do a lot of photography, but the writing I can do whenever I have some free time. Okay. And let's let's talk about Kidnap because it's it's a very compelling book. Um, what would what, what it's about a kidnap case that happened in 1960. Do you want to tell me a bit more? Well, it's actually the story of the only kidnapping for ransom of a child in the whole history of Australia, and it was in 1960. It was the kidnapping of an eight year old boy by the name of Graham Thorne, whose father had won first prize in one of the early opera house lotteries. And the kidnapper was a man by the name of Stephen Bradley and he decided that he was insanely envious of the Thorne family for their win and that he was going to kidnap their their eight-year-old son to um, make a ransom demand for £25,000. The... the lottery win was £100,000, which doesn't sound like much now, but it was actually an enormous sum of money in 1960. Um, and the, the unusual part was that um, Stephen Bradley had uh, his own children. He, he and his wife between them had three children. One of them was a natural daughter of, of Stephen and the other two were natural sons of, of his wife Magda. Um, so he was a, a most unlikely kidnapper, um, but he was just so desirous of getting some of this wealth that he was prepared to put um, everything aside for it. Now, the the detail in the book is tremendous, and I think you know one of the bylines is it's about the beginning of forensic uh, investigations in Australia. Do you want to sort of elucidate on that? Well, um, the crime shocked the whole nation of Australia. Um, Everyone was terribly distraught at the idea that this lovely young boy had been snatched from his family. 
and there was a tremendous amount of sympathy. I, I was exactly the same age as Graham. I was eight at the time, and I remember it very vividly. Um, it affected children all over Australia. Um, I, I actually had a, a newspaper photograph of him plastered on my wall mm. so that if ever I saw him, I could notify my parents and they mm. could tell the police. Um, but it, um, the police threw massive resources into the investigation and they had some highly technical forensic scientific evidence that they managed to get when, when the body of Graham Thorne was found because mm. he had been killed. And there were techniques of forensic science that had never been used before then that were used for the first time in this case. So it really marks the beginning of modern forensic science in Australia. That most of those techniques have become commonplace since then. But obviously, it marked you by you know being the same age and growing up. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. What What do you think? That I mean, there is a fascination with true crime, but these kind of crimes, especially, and you know, I, I can me growing up, I remember Samantha Knight, which I think ironically was happened very nearby where this kidnap occurred in the same suburb. Yes. And, you know, more recently there's both, you know, the William Tyrrell and the McCann mystery, which is, as a parent, your worst nightmare. Yes, yes. Is that what the fascination's about? Do you think just it's playing into our fears? Um, look, the, I think the main fascination for me was the character of Stephen Bradley. He was such an unlikely kidnapper, and I think the, um, the death of young Graham was, was such a terrible tragedy. And um, I, I, I found his, his personality absolutely um, intriguing to try and understand why this um, man could have come to commit such a terrible crime, which ended in such a terrible way. So I found that very interesting. The Thorne family was a very standard, conservative... Um, normal lower middle class family there was nothing unremarkable and uh, nothing remarkable about them um, until they won this massive lottery prize um, Stephen Bradley's wife Magda was also a very interesting character um, Stephen was eventually charged with the murder of Graham Thorne and there were a lot of people at the time who thought that his wife Magda must have been at least um, knowledgeable about what was going to happen. Um, I've analysed that extensively and I've come to certain conclusions about it which are in the book. Um, and I've also... Uh, there's an enduring, a lot of enduring mysteries about the case as well. Um, how Stephen Bradley um, abducted Graham, uh, what he did with him once he'd... Um, convinced him to get into his car and how Graham came to die. And I've delved into all of the evidence that there is and, and come up with what I think are logical conclusions as to what I'm sure happened, um, which is a, a little bit different to what people thought at the time. Interesting. Now, your day-to-day -day life involves, you know, dealing with, you know, some horrific 
scenes and, you know, murders and we don't need to talk about them because there's enough detail about them out in the world. But how do you deal with that in your, you know, personal life? How do you, when you, when you come home after going through, you know, horrific bits of evidence? Look, I think um, one one tries as much as one can to adopt a professional attitude. It's a, it's a little bit like being a surgeon. Um, you have to have a degree of detachment between yourself and the case that you're doing if you're going to do a good job. And the people who, who don't manage to have that detachment, I think it negatively affects their performance. So um, one obviously realises that there's a lot of horror and tragedy that's involved and we often have contact with victims and with victims' families and we have to, uh, we, 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 we try to shepherd them through the process so that there's the least amount of trauma for them and often there's an enormous amount of trauma involved. But um, look, I think I'm also fortunate that um, uh, I've got, other interests, and I I do manage to um, to put my case aside when I get home in the evenings and do other things, do family things, and and focus on other aspects. So, as you know, the Cobb Bookstore is on every campus in the country. What were you like at university? Well, I went to Sydney Uni. I was at the law school for four years, which at that time was in. Phillip Street, okay. um, not on on uh, on the campus. Um, yes, I went to the co-op bookshop every now and again <laughs> to get all my books, yeah. I, and I'm still a member, and I still go there. Okay, um, it, they're they're wonderful. There, there's a great one in Phillip Street now that I go to regularly because mm. I'm often in court in the area. Um, my life at university was fairly unremarkable. At the time, I saw myself as becoming a suburban solicitor. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd become a barrister or a crown prosecutor, let alone senior crown prosecutor. Um, I never failed anything, but I, never, I, I didn't kind of excel either. I was a fairly average student. I think that will make a lot of people feel very happy to hear that. Um, gives us all an opportunity. What, what, who do you read? Who do I read? I, I, I read uh, mainly non-fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read a lot of biographies. Uh, at the moment, I'm, uh, I'm reading a lot about uh, uh, international economics uh-huh. because I'm fascinated by... The current financial situation that the the world is in, so I'm doing a lot of reading about about economics okay. to try and understand it. Um, I, I don't get much time to read. In fact, my reading time is limited to uh, a short train trip to work in the morning and a short train trip home. So it's it's only about you know twenty minutes twice a day, and that's the extent of my reading time. Because by by the time I um, uh, um, by the time I get home and have dinner and do everything at home, uh, I'm usually really tired and I just fall asleep. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Mark Tedeschi, it's been our pleasure to have you on the Co-op Chat. Thank you very much. 